Welcome to the Adventures in the Sky podcast, sharing inspiring stories to empower you to be dreamers and doers. For the sky's the limit. Proudly presented by Flying Phillies, an uplifting historical adventure book inspired by the women Air Force service pilots, Wasp of World War II. As America's female aviation pioneers, the Wasp are the original power girls. Hi, I'm Christy Hui, author of Flying Phillies. In every episode, you'll hear stories from the Wasp, kin of Wasp, women aviator pioneers sharing their secrets to success. Their trials and tribulations pave their inner journey to becoming trailblazers. Welcome, everyone. I have the pleasure to be speaking with Tom Lucas today. Tom is the son of the Wasp, Dorothy Smith, also known as Dorothy Lucas, Class 44-W-7. Tom. Thank you for joining me today, and I would love it if you can introduce yourself to the audience. It's my pleasure, and I really appreciate you doing this. Um, like you said, my name is Tom Lucas, and um currently live in Austin, Texas, but I was the, I, I guess I'm fourth in the line of five kids, uh, but the only son uh, my parents had, so uh, I guess I'm their favorite son. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, I'm really just proud of my mom and the purpose is I'm grateful to you, Christy, for doing this to, to ensure that the history and, you know, what these women sacrificed and the tra trails they blazed is not lost or forgotten. Definitely. I am, you know, the wasp are my heroes and my inspiration. So I am so excited to be speaking with you because I think every wasp have her unique story and we are here to talk about your mom's story today oh, great i mean i'm i'm anxious to share yes so thank you for joining me and let's get started you know the wasp has been flying for more than 80 years i'd like to know first of all how did your mom develop an interest and a passion for flying yeah i, th I think my mom was always adventurous adventurous spirit and actually, a friend of hers kind of mentioned to her that they had this program. And my mother was enrolled in like secretarial classes at George Washington University in the District of Columbia and working at the Pentagon as well, um, just as a secretary. And so when her friend approached her, they said, there's this flying program called the WASP for, for women. You know, would you be interested? Well, she filled out her application and sent it in. And that was kind of the only impetus she needed you know, it just sounded exciting. And and so she, she sent it in. And at first she was too young. So she got a denial notice. And then once she turned, because I think you had to be 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. So she reapplied, I guess, when she hit the right age. It was That's incredible. So she did not know how to fly before she joined the WASP. She she did not, and and I think all the women had to have like two hundred hours, or yes, so there was some requirement to have ground school and, and an element of flying, and so she took flying lessons in Frederick, Maryland, which was outside the District of Columbia because you couldn't fly within fifty miles of the capital. 
And she borrowed $200 from her mother who, you know, back then was a lot of money. And she went out there with this other woman and they learned to fly in a steerman. And that got her the qualification back for flight that she needed to eventually go to Sweetwater. I'm not sure my grandmother had a lot of money anyway. So I think it was a big sacrifice for her as well. But I think it just kind of shows that, I don't know, they, they thought a little bit differently back then. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Did her friend also join the WASP program? Yeah, that's a that's kind of an interesting and sad story because right before they were scheduled to leave for Sweetwater, her, her name was Margaret, and I don't remember her last name, but her parents convinced her that it was too dangerous. They didn't want her to fly. And so she didn't go with my mother to Sweetwater. She became instead a uh, a flight attendant for Penn Central Airlines and was actually killed in a plane crash. That's so, so just, sad. And I know that there are tons of those stories that are out there, but boy, it sure. just, I mean, it really hits home. Your mom joined the WASP program in uh, 1944. Right. So how long did she serve? Not too long, right? Yeah, she started in the spring of uh, 1944 and graduated, I, I think, in September or October of 1944. So that was the only time she served. And then she was stationed at Moore Field in Harlingen, Texas, in the in the Valley. And that was her administrative assignment until the wasps were disbanded in December. So it, right. was, it was only during that time that she served. A few months. Right. A few months. Wow. What are some of the her favorite memories as a wasp that, that you heard? You know, I I can always remember my mom talking about how much she loved the AT6 and flying in it. And, it, you know, later in life when she was, we were able to get her a ride to, with the commemorative Air Force or whatever, you know, she was like, well, they offered me to take the stick, but I didn't rack it over or, you know, anything like that. So I, so I know she was pretty adventurous anyway. Um, I, I think the memories that she had are just kind of the camaraderie and the friendships that she made. Mm-hmm. she never indicated she missed flying. I, I mean, I think she could have continued, but I, I don't think she ever indicated that she missed it. But I certainly think she missed the sisterhood. The camaraderie. Yeah. That's, I think that really, for me, it was so unique about the WASP that the sisterhood they have. And does she have any lifelong friends from the WASP program, Tom? You know, I think she did. Um, She kind of stayed in touch with, my mom was really outgoing. My dad was kind of more of a wallflower. (laughs) But but my mother was, my mother was pretty outgoing and she always had really good friends throughout her life. And and so she stayed in touch with some of the WASP, uh, especially those that were in, were in Austin. Um, Millie Dalrymple is one who's, I think she, her little cockpit or airplane is actually on display in the Wasp Museum in Sweetwater, but she lived in Austin and mom played bridge with she and a number of others. And it's just interesting because Millie's grandchildren went to school, high school with my, with my children. So, wow. so they're all kind of intertwined. It's it's a very small world when you realize it, but um, she did stay in touch. And, and I think the reunions that they had, um, you know, starting in probably the eighties or whenever it was, they, they really kept her in touch with a lot, a lot of other people, despite the distance in miles. Oh, she did make the journey every year to go to the homecoming events. Uh, 
you know, the homecoming seemed to come later, but they had these regional kind of WASP reunions. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one that we took her to in Dallas and, you know, she'd been to some others that maybe my sisters had taken her to as well. But, but the, once they started doing the kind of annual things in Sweetwater, we, we took her pretty much every year for about the last, I don't know, eight or 10 years. That is so heartwarming. You know, being at the, uh, at Sweetwater, that was my first year where I met you. Mm-hmm. I could feel the energy in that hangar, in that museum. You know, it, how it, special it is to be on on that ground. Yeah, it's very tough to know that there, you know, there are very, very few of them. You know, my mother just passed away May a year ago. She was 99, and I always, I always thought she'd oh, be a centur- centurion. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, she yeah. lived a very full and happy life, and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly blessed to have her in our life for that time. But I, those annual reunions, every, every time we would be driving home and it was about a four and a half hour drive to get her back home. I'd say, well, mom, you ready for next year? Oh, I just don't know if I can, I just don't, but she always, (laughs) she always had some, some intestinal fortitude where she could reach down and grab a little extra. And she was always on point for that reunion for those two or three days, you know, she was really in good shape and, and. And where she was meant to be, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's not an easy location to get to. And so no, for her to I, make it. I always tell people, you know, when I'm trying to tell the story and remind people either on Facebook or something of the wasp, hey, if you're driving to Colorado to go skiing and you got to go through Amarillo anyway, it's on the way and mm-hmm. it's two miles off the highway, spend a few minutes to go there and, and you know, learn the story of the wasp. But Sweetwater is not a destination unless you're, Unless you're in town for the rattlesnake roundup, which I think is in, I don't know, February or March. Or, I mean, it's something you got to go see. It, it's a very important piece of history that, yes. that just can't be lost. Yes, I was so touched when I made it last year. I mean, uh, in past April. Yeah. And just to experience the energy in the room, seeing the planes that they flew and where they were trained, it just gave me a, a much fuller and richer experience of what they went through. Oh, I agree. I, I, one of the first times we took my mother back, we, we kind of drove around the facility and everything and over mm-hmm. kind of where the main gate was, where the women checked in when they were first arrived. And, mm-hmm. you know, she had been she'd been living in basically Washington, D.C. and drove with three other women in a convertible to Sweetwater, <laughs> Texas. And I got to feel like when she got out of the car, she looked around and goes, what have I done? <laughs> That's amazing. What were some of your favorite memories of your mom? I always relished just being able to go down. My mom was a character. Uh, um, I enjoyed going to visit her, whether when they were living in Wimberley or San Antonio, we'd go to Fort Sam Houston. There were some in the quadrangle. There were some deer there. We would go feed the we'd go feed the deer with my kids, you know, they were tame and kind of gave my kids a little bit of the military aspect and background and my mom. And I just know how, how much she enjoyed it. Maybe she, I don't know if she was the perfect military wife, but she was certainly a trooper to traipsed all over the country and the world with my father and with kids in tow. And, you know, she always made things an adventure for all of us. And and so we were blessed in that way. I, I mean, we were blessed that her personality was larger in life because my, my dad didn't talk about things much. And, and quite honestly, I think many of the women who are wasps, 
didn't they kind of downplayed their role at the time i i just yeah. think it was like that's who they were it was like hey we just want to do our part and that's how we did it it's kind of like your mom you know like yeah, okay exactly. the, the nation needs help and i'm going to apply exactly and, and of course when when the wasps were disbanded they had all the you know male aviators coming back from europe and whatever and mm -hmm. they were going to take those jobs anyway so right i really respect the ladies who continued to fly i mean i think it would have been interesting because i'm not so sure my mom wasn't a better pilot than my dad and he was an instructor <laughs> and and your mom what did she do after she was just, you know, they this, the wasp disbanded in December of 1944. She and my dad married in Houston in 1945. Ah, so she got and, married. Uh huh. She got married, and yeah, from, from there on, it was five kids, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure we made her. I'm sure we really blessed her life. Actually, we probably <laughs> made it more of a living hell. But so you know, when she talks about her wasp days. Uh huh. What was the one thing that she always talks about? You know, her, I think her favorite story was after she had graduated and was assigned to Moore Field, where my father was an instructor, and they had sort of started dating. Oh, that's she, how she met your father. That's that's where they met, exactly. Ah. And so after they'd started dating, she was, she was coming in. She flew the tow targets for male gunners to, to shoot at. Mm -hmm. And after she had dropped her target, she was coming in for a landing and she saw my dad on the flight line and he had his cadets out there. And she thought, well, you know, I'm going to make this the best landing I've ever made. And she <laughs> said she leveled off too high and bounced it down the runway and probably the worst landing she'd ever done. And she always finished that story with, but he married me anyway. <laughs> so, so, so I think that between that and, you know, her her brother was on active duty in the Air Force and he was a navigator and his plane actually crashed and he was killed in that crash oh, no. um, in 1944 in England. And she was scheduled to solo that day when she got the telegram from her mother. And, and, and my grandmother was actually requesting her to quit and just come on home. It was too dangerous. And mm -hmm. she just didn't feel like she could do that. And so they, they actually gave her like another hour to kind of prepare mentally for the solo and she had a classmate B. Haydu or or from a previous class sort of sat down with her and I think gave her a little bit of comfort and whatever and and then mom went and soloed that day. Um, wow. So, Would you say that that is her biggest challenge probably doing the program? I, I think so because I know how close she was to both of her brothers. Mm -hmm. Um she just she talked about them a lot and they had both served in one aspect of the military and and so despite her age or whatever, she always talked about, oh, God, I love my brothers. I mean, mm -hmm. I love them. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. You know that your, you said your mom's favorite plane is a T-6. It is, yeah. She never talked about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> the museum just purchased a, a T-6. Right, right. Oh, and we were, you know, we were able to get mom flights after she, she was in her 80s, the first time she flew with a commemorative Air Force pilot and out in Burnett, Texas, which is about 30 minutes from Austin. And, you know, I'm thinking we take her out there, you know, it might be a guy my age taking her up, you know, who's got a love for vintage aircraft. The guy came down the steps. He was the same age as my mother. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, and. I, I, you know, never underestimate a woman or, or any, you know, unless it's her weight or her age and, uh, <laughs> and never doubt their ability. I mean, it's just, my mom was active and a go-getter and, you know, all her life. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think it taught me a lot about persevering. Yes, I think that is a common trait amongst all wasps. Mm-hmm. They're all adventurous, very courageous. They don't let them let anything stop them. They, they also didn't crave attention, you know. Right, and, humble. And really, mm-hmm. they were very humble until, you know, I, I can't remember if it was in the 70s or whatever, and somebody was introduced as the first female, first females to fly military aircraft. And I think that was when the former, the people who had been wasps said, no, wait a minute. And that's mm-hmm. really when they started getting their just kind of due and attention. Mm-hmm. And it took a few people that with that never say die kind of thing to kind of a, to get them, you know, the congressional gold medal and, you know, to keep their history alive. She made it to the Congress to, to receive her medal though, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, it was interesting because all five of the kids made the trip as well. We all, oh my goodness, you know, we all, we all, we were all able to be there for that. And wow. it, 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 that ceremony, they said it was the, 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 it was the annex to the Capitol. And they said it was the most people they'd ever had in that building ever. Wow. So I am so glad to see that happen. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's just fabulous. And, you know, we, we, we are, we still talk about mom. I mean, it's just, sure. you know, she sure. lives on for sure. Yeah. And they're finally given credit where credit was due. Exactly. And, and I mean, we'll keep going back to Sweetwater for the mm-hmm. reunions and, you know, my mother's display, I think is there through March this year. They're, they're going to, they're going to highlight six wasp every year mm-hmm. because it was just, you know, it's just a way to get more attention on certain ones. And so, Last year was when my mom was, was first put up there, and I was grateful to be able to go and see that. And then one of my sons and his family has already made the trip, and, and I'm hoping the other two will get there before March for sure. That's so nice. Now, how does your mom's passion for flying influence you guys? Um, I think it's just an adventurous spirit. And because my mom was or my dad was in the Air Force and we we moved around. I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, there were, there were, she had four kids by the time we flew to the Philippines. And then by the time we got back stateside in North Carolina, my youngest sister was born there. So I think there was always just, and I can remember going to parades in at North Carolina and Seymour Johnson when my dad was on the flight line marching with his, you know, crew and, and that sort of thing on the flight line. So I think it, I think it always, you know, we don't, Living on an Air Force base, you always saw fly, planes flying overhead, et cetera. And so I think there was always this adventurous spirit. Now, I was the only one who who chose to kind of go into the military service at all. School was, after I got out of high school, I wasn't sure, you know, I think it was football and baseball that probably kept me in it. And so it, after two years of college, I joined the Army, and parents were like, why do you want to be a ground pounder when you can fly airplanes? And And I'd actually <laughs> kind of – I took the flight aptitude test to fly helicopters in the, in the army. And I'd had a fractured skull before and, and that eliminated me from consideration, but I was, ah, I was still able to go to officer candidate school and then jump school and ranger school. And so I was the only one who kind of followed that passion. And I've always had an adventurous spirit or daring whatever. So I, I'd always want to jump out of airplanes. And I got paid to do it. So that was a good thing. Well, that's good. At least you're up in the air. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. In your opinion, how did being a wasp change your mom's life? I think I've commented about her being adventurous, but I think it gave her a lot of independence. 
Uh, I saw a lot of strength in my mother, intestinal fortitude and that sort of thing. My my father battled depression for a long time while he was on active duty and then afterwards. Mm. And my mom, whenever he was in the hospital or whatever, she went and visited him every day and was kind of his. I mean, she was the rock. Certainly she was the rock of our family. And I think that being a wasp gave her insight into what she could accomplish as long as she just kept focused. And she was probably the most focused person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Gives her inner strength. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. What was the one thing that she always say about being a wasp? You know what? She just always said, "I I just loved it all." Mm-hmm. She was asked that question on a panel at the at the Bob Bullock Museum in Austin when when the wasps were highlighted, and she got that very question. And she they said, How, "What what's your favorite? What was your favorite thing?" She said, "Honestly, I just loved it all." Hmm. Loved it all. Yeah. What was the best advice she gave you or your siblings growing up? I think for me, it was like, you know, once you start something, you don't quit. She always said, well, I was a child of the depression and she always wanted us to have good shoes. But I mean, she would just, she was heroic without, mm-hmm. and I'm almost ashamed to say, I, I probably didn't view her as heroic until probably the last 15 or 20 years, probably because she didn't see herself as a hero, mm. but come to know and appreciate that better. And and so I, I think to persevere, to not quit, as long as the goal lives in your mind, it's possible and and follow it until that's not a possibility. And and that's, I think, what certainly I've tried to do. Mm-hmm. Does she ever give you or the grandkids advice that harkens back to the, her lost days? You know, I don't know if it's so much of the wasp, but I think I think the depression, being a wasp and the depression probably were the two biggest events that left the biggest impact on her life. I mean, she hated for us to, she put something on her plate, she expected us to eat it, and she said, eat it and be thankful. And uh, so, you know, for that, <laughs> you know, I was born in the 50s, so, so that still left a very vivid impression on me. And I probably passed it on to my kids a little bit too, but I, I just think the perseverance, perseverance and the fact that I flew airplanes when nobody thought we could, and yeah. we did the job that nobody thought we could do. Don't ever try to tell me that something's out, out of reach. Or, mm-hmm. you know. Right, right. Everything is possible because I've exactly. done it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I hear you use the word perseverance, and I, I agree with you. They, they demonstrated every wasp demonstrated that quality. What other words would you use to describe your mom or the wasp that stood out? Certainly, certainly, I think that they were brave. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps the biggest story about, you know, that, I guess it was the B-29 or something when it was just coming out and being yes. none of the male, none of the male pilots wanted to test fly it because they considered it to be a death trap or whatever. So the, so the, so the wasp went up and were the test pilots and you know when they landed and got out and the men saw who were doing it I, I guess it struck a chord with them too so certainly bravery comes to mind mm-hmm. um I, I used heroic because you know i i really didn't start using it until you know like i said the last 15 or 20 years when you just sort of reflect and look back and the movie hidden figures came out about the the women mathematicians that did the calculations for NASA to yeah the great you know, yes wonderful to, movie to orbit the moon and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I mean the wasp were certainly that caliber and that kind of 
a people that that they just you know we can't afford to let that history die. It just can't. So you know, bravery, heroic, you know, honest, respectful, and my mom was always a lady. I rarely, I rarely heard her curse. Rarely, she got mad. She threw a trash can at me once when I was in high school. But she was always, you know, she was she was a calm in the she was a calm in the storm for sure. And I think all those experiences as a wasp made her that way. Certainly, there's a lot of grace. Yep. That's why we can't forget them. Yeah. You know, so thank you to you for allowing me to do this, for, for, you know, bringing their history to the forefront in your book and attendance at the reunions and anything I can do to help. Yeah, Tom, you mentioned to me that your mom uh, inspired a children's book. Oh, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tell me about that. And and how do our listeners get that book if they were interested well, it's for sale at the Wasp Museum, so you can contact okay. them there. It's on Amazon as well. It's called Dorothy the Brave. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's and, your uh, mom's story, right? It, it is my mom's story, and oh. it's, you know, it's it's true to form, and it's designed for kids, you know, up through about, you know, second or third grade. So my grandkids have all, they all have a copy. They all have a signed copy. And um uh, you know, it was written by a dear friend of our family. Her name was was Megan Flanagan. Golly, I'm I'm almost embarrassed. You you asked me that, and now I can't remember her married name. Uh, but Megan, when when my boys were in middle school in Austin, they were all given the task to interview somebody who had been alive during World War II or a veteran, and they all mm-hmm. every one of all three of my boys interviewed my mother. Oh my goodness! How well, special Megan, is that? Well, Megan, who wrote this book, interviewed my mother, and it left such a lasting impression on her that she wrote the book about my mom. She it was something she'd always wanted to do, and so she followed through. Her, her name is Megan Brown, B R O W N E. There's her maid, her married name, and she lives here in Austin. And I actually drove her down to San Antonio a couple of times to visit with my mother. And so she had all the background from her report that she had done when she was in middle school. And then a couple of in-person interviews as mom was, you know, probably in her late eighties, early nineties is kind of what prompted the book. And so in April of 2022, I read the book to my mom and she passed away about three weeks later. And we were able to, we were, we were able to video me reading that book to my mother. Oh my goodness. Did that put a smile on her face? Uh, Yeah, it was actually (laughs) April of 2021. She was, and, and kind of interjected, I, you know, because it's my mom's story. And I said, do you remember being in the, you know, being on the farm in Norfolk? And she goes, oh yes. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I mean, mom always remembered me and, you know, my sisters, my wife. And, and so we did a lot of, in her, during COVID, I talked to her through the window at the at the assisted living place where she was living and showed, always took pictures of my kids and their kids and stuff like that. So I, she was always mentally very with it right up until she passed away. And so I'm grateful to have those times and I'm grateful that she was able to, you know, I was able to read the book to her. Yes, she just before a, she passed. Yeah, she actually had a copy of it in her in her room, you know, on display for the three weeks. I guess prior prior to her That's passing so, away. 
that's very special. That's great. Yeah. If and, and last question to wrap uh -huh. up, if the WASP program wasn't so successful during World War II, do you think that there would be women flying for the military today in combat missions? You know, boy, that's a that's a hard question. I th I think eventually there would have been some. There are women out there who, without the WASP, would have been those trailblazers. They would have mm -hmm. been those. You know, my wife would likely have been one of them. I mean, I I just there there are women who are strong and brave and heroic and all those things. Like like the women in Hidden Figures, you know that I mean they came along in the '60s and. You know, these women were flying in the 40s. There, there were going to be women who blazed that trail. And so, yeah, I got to believe that maybe we wouldn't be as far along, but I think it'd be happening. I mean, I, you, can't turn a, you can't turn a blind eye to what anyone is capable of, of accomplishing, you know, be it women, minorities, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, there's, there, there are no bounds to the imagination, none. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest thing that inspires me about the WASP is about self-empowerment. You know, no matter where you, you know, how you grew up, no matter your background, if you want to set your mind to it, then you do it. There's there's always got to be a salmon somewhere, somebody that's willing to swim mm -hmm. upstream. And, and that person was Hap Arnold with Jacqueline Cochran and willing mm -hmm. to support the idea that women could do that job. And and I think that there are people, I think there are men out there who could support that women can do this, given the mm -hmm. opportunity. And I, they answer just, the call. Yeah. yeah. There will yeah. be people answering the calls. Yeah. And so I think that that's why we do this, Tom. Um, may the spirit of the wasp live on and inspire all of us and yeah, all and, our future generations. Yeah, thank you for your efforts as well. I really appreciate it and, and for you, having Tom. me today. Yes, thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Adventures in the Sky podcast. To all of you dreamers and doers, believe in your dreams. For when you dream and do, the sky's the limit. Until our next story, unlock your extraordinary within and live inspired. To join the Flying Phillies Adventure Club, visit www.flyingphillies.com.